0: Yeah. Woo. What do you call a fake noodle? An impasta. Yes. I got to get some new ones. I don't know. I've never had it. No, it's not to be good. It's 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 not. They're not supposed to be good. They're supposed to be bad. Right, Joe? That's what I thought. Yeah, I nailed it. Exactly. If if it was bad, then I, I did my job. I did what I needed to do. Everybody good? Hey, Charles, if you would, let's pull up John uh, chapter 10, verse 10, please. John 10, 10. We're going to spend some time in John. I've been spending some time in John 10. If you all remember, Miss Angel did some talking a couple of weeks ago, and I did some talking a couple of weeks ago about what this year you know numerically speaking is meaning to us and it it kind of it kind of encapsulates itself simply by saying that the doorkeeper is at the door speaking out this year all right now jesus tells us in john chapter 10 that he is the good shepherd and he stands by the gate to let the sheep in that need to come in he also says that 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 the sheep will hear his voice and no other voice shall they follow that's what he says so this year i find that this year i'm going to spend a whole lot more time in john chapter 10 because that's the spot where jesus was talking about standing at the gate you know and and what you know what normally is happening at the gate whenever the shepherd is moving sheep from one pasture to another what's happening does anybody know if y'all remember in, in Psalms chapter 23, it says that he leads me to green pastures. Because what will happen is, is you'll, you'll put, the, put the animal, the livestock or whatever it is, in one pasture and shut off another one for a season. And that other one is shut off for a season so that the clover will get built up real strong, so that the grass has enough time to re- replenish itself, so that all the lush food that you basically need, all of their sustenance is over here growing and getting ready. You know what I'm saying? And so now this year what's happening is, is that God is beginning, is opening the gate right, to move us from where we have been to where He has prepared for us to be. Over this next 12 months, and not only 12 months, probably it's going to last for years on top of years beyond that. This is the time where we move into more. This is the time where we step over into more, where we step over into more. I keep saying more. Why is it more? Because it's more of whatever. Fill in the blank yourself. Each one of us has been praying to God for years, especially over the past couple of years of specific things. And it seems like nothing is breaking loose. It seems like nothing is is moving. Like nothing's happening, but I'm telling you here this morning that he has been moving the fish around under the water where you can't see. He's been preparing the grass on the other side of the gate for you, and you can't see it. All you can pay attention to is where you have been. He's saying now from the gate, he's standing forward and said, it's time to look ahead. It's time to look forward. It's time to see the more. You've been praying for t Bray. Whatever it is, it's the more. That's what's happening this year. That's what's stepping up. That is the word that we have for this year to play out. And I'll tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm just as excited as I could be. Yeah, couldn't tell, could you? It's more. Let's go to this. Ah, let's get here. The thief or the enemy does not come except to do what? He's going to steal. Don't read over it fast. Understand what your enemy is going to do to you. Understand what his operation is so you can recognize what's going on in your life. He comes not but to do what? Steal. Take without permission something from someone else. To steal. He will take it without your permission. He will take it without your knowing. He will slip in and And deceive you and take from you. That's what he does. He's a thief. Thieves are not normally good. Not normally. Of course, somebody had to say Robin Hood. (laughs) He comes not but to what? Steal. What else does he do? He kills. He just he he just he kills the good grass that God has for you in your pasture. He comes in and tries to kill it. He'll come in and spray. What's that? What's that? Uh, round Roundup. Yeah, Roundup. He'll spray Roundup right in the right on your little old patch that God's given you to eat on. You get there and you're like, man, there's all kinds of clovers and four leaf clovers in there. Gonna we'll get lucky this year. <laughs> I mean, we sheep, right? You know. And, and the grass and it's all a good enemy comes over there and pssst, walks away from it. And it takes a little time and it just goes to... That's what he does. He's come to kill what God has for you. He's come to steal what Jesus intends for you to experience. He comes to kill and steal those things. What else does he do? He destroys. Lays waste. I just recently watched... Uh, Justice League, the, the, the Zach, uh, Snyder version. Did I say that right? Yeah. Version of it. You know, it's like four and a half hours long. It's like the longest movie ever. Like you think it's over and it's not, you know. But in this movie, they absolutely destroyed everything. I mean, they are just, that's what I was, cause I'm watching it and I'm like, you know, you know, Batman and Batman versus Superman, he was all mad at Superman because Superman, like, tore up, you know, Metropolis and hurt people and all that and tore everything down, just just tore it to, to mess, right? Well, I'm like, Batman, y'all doing the same thing in Justice League. Man, y'all tearing up everything, just absolutely laying waste everywhere you go. Have y'all seen this movie? You haven't? Nobody. nobody, Nobody's seen this movie, huh? You you saw it? Yes, sir. So you know what I'm saying. It's just destroyed. Just <laughs> It was impressive. It was an impressive destruction. That's what the enemy comes to do. And when something is destroyed, when something is destroyed, it takes a miracle to put it back together. So he only comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. That's his job. That's what he do. And if you experience any of those three things in your life, guess where they came from? The enemy. The enemy. Don't be deceived. The enemy steals. The enemy kills. And the enemy destroys. Jesus said though right after that, what did he say? I've come that they may have what? Life! And that they have may at how? Did I say that right? Have may have it how? There we go. So Jesus came so that you could have life. Now this word life, have y'all, have I ever done this here? This word life is Z-O-E in the Greek. Does anybody know someone with the name Z-O-E? I do, I do, I do. Now the way that you pronounce it in the, in the Greek, the way we were supposed to pronounce it is Zoe, right? Zoe. But we call her Zoe. Because we just knew, we just knew, we just knew that that was the life of God that we had in our hands. We just knew that. And so, that's exactly what Zoe means. Zoe means The life of God. In fact, let me give it to you. This is according to uh, Strong's, okay? Life in the absolute sense. Okay, what do you mean, Greg? Life in its absolute, rarest, most natural, fundamental sense. What it means? That you may have life. Life as God has it. So not a regular everyday, plain Jane, normal, you know, normalized, average life. But a life in the way that God has it. A life in the way that God has it. I'm losing y'all when I define words. That which the Father has in Himself. Not only the way that God has life, But the life that he has in him is Zoe. (laughs) Yeah, we forgot about Jojo. He'll be all right. (laughs) Eve. Listen to this. The life that the Father has in himself and which he gave to the incarnate Son to have in himself. So not only life as God has it, but life as what is in God, which he gave to Jesus and put in Jesus. Which the Son, Jesus, manifested to the world. For God so zoayed the world that he gave. It's what he means. The fullness of God's life. Jesus came. Why did he come? What'd you do with my scripture, man? Leave leave it up there. Don't be doing that. You never know when I'm going to turn around. Jesus said that I came, I have come, that they may have. The life that God has not only around him and influence it, not only his atmosphere of life, but the actual life itself that is in God. I've come so that you can have that. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Not just an ordinary life. We're talking about a life to where you're not downtrodden. See, that he wants to explain, Serena, what the, what the enemy's doing. He wants to explain that. So that you're aware of what the enemy's going to try to do to this life that Jesus is supposed to be bringing. The question is, if you're not walking in this life that we're talking about right now, what's been going on? What's been happening? He's trying to show us, look, if you're not experiencing life in the fullness that God would have it, it's Zoe, the life of God. If you're not experiencing that, the reason why is the thief is coming to steal, kill, and destroy. He is coming and taking your stuff. He's he's spraying Roundup all over your little pasture. You over there just sleep, letting him do it. Are you all with me? Life, Zoe, the life of God that he manifested, that he put in his son and his son manifested to the world. Wow. And that, that life that they may have it, what does it say up here? More abundantly. Parasos. In the sense of beyond. The term superabundant in quantity and superior in quality by implication, excessive. Okay. I'm going to read that to y'all again. This is what abundantly means, okay? Let's start up, stop, rewind, press play. Perisos. In the sense of beyond, a life that's beyond. Super abundant in quantity, superior in quality, by implication, excessive. Excessive life, the life that God has not only operates in and has around him, but is in him. The excessive life of God is what Jesus came for you to have. Excess of what? I don't care. Fill in the blank. Excessive what, Greg? I don't know. Put the blank there. You got money problems? Put money in there. You got healing problems? Put healing in there. You got peace problems? Put. I have come that they may have life, the life of God, God's actual being, existence, Him, and have that in full and complete excess. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God into salvation. That word salvation means everything you could possibly need. Everything. Not just a ticket to heaven so that you can, you can live in streets of gold and have your little mansion. No. An excess of everything is what He has brought to us. When He stands at the gate this year and He begins to call to you and you begin to hear His voice, know that He is calling you into excess of Whatever. Cause most people, you know, you know, like most people, well, you're gonna talk about excess. You're gonna talk about money. He's gonna try to take up another offering because I already give once. I ain't gonna give again. I'm not talking about money. Money's part of it. We gotta have it to, to do stuff around here. You can't just walk around here and expect not to have no money and get something done. It just ain't gonna happen. I promise you. It's a tool that we're supposed to use to further the kingdom of God. But not just money. When I use the term excess, most of you think money. I'm not even talking about money and stuff. Excess of peace. How about that one? Excess of rest. My gosh, good sleep. Who needs good sleep? My God, I need good sleep. I can have excessively good sleep, Travis. I can have super abundant good sleep. I can have superior sleep. I can have a sleep that's beyond normal. I mean, could you imagine those dreams? I don't want to wake up. Let this stuff sink in. This is what the master is calling out for and saying, I am opening the gate. The gate is opening up and I am calling out to you, to my sheep. Step into this life. Step into the excess. Step into the more than enough that I have for you. I am come that they may have Life. And have it in abundance. Come that they may have. The life as God has it, which the Father in himself, which, which was in the Father himself, which he gave to the Son so that the Son could manifest it to the world, that life, and that you could have it super abundantly in quantity, superior in quality, and absolutely excessive. That's why Jesus came. It's not an excessive life so I can have real nice cars and stuff. That's part of it, but that's not it. That's not the life that he's talking about. It's a life to where people look at you and they want to be like you. He's the good shepherd. He calls himself in John chapter 10. He's the good shepherd. And the good shepherd takes care of his sheep, right? And Claire Bear, she's sitting back there. She cuts heads all the time. Why are we cutting heads on our babies? Why are we cutting our kids' hair? Huh? Why do we cut our head? Why? Do we, do we, so we'll look good, right? We cut our baby's hair so they'll look good. You want to see somebody don't look good? Find somebody ain't cutting their hair. T-brain. Yeah, (laughs) somebody give him a hug. (laughs) Oh, that felt so good. I'm sorry. I got in the flesh for a minute, but that felt so good, man. Yeah. We do it because we want to look good. Jesus wants you to look good. The better you look, the more people going to start asking you why you look so good. And you can pop off real quick and say, I got a master that came to give me life and give it to me excessively. And guess what? You can have it, too. You can have it, too. It's not just for a few. It's for everybody, anybody that's willing to believe, anybody that's willing to Except anybody that's willing to say Jesus is Lord. Guess what? It's for you too. Step into the abundant and excessive life God has for you. Amen. Let's all stand. I think we're done. We'll play some.